Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather Kiros, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And if you want to learn about Jesus from his Jewish context and get better at discipleship in the 21st century, this podcast is for you. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. All right, friends, as promised, here is part two of my conversation that went a little bit long with Dr. Chap Clark to keep it nice and sweet and short for y'all in about 10 minutes on a conversation on the mosaic self. Also, friends, if you love the First Century Youth Ministry podcast, would you do me a huge favor and go and write us a review? Would you share it on your social media? Would you talk to your youth ministry friends when you guys are hanging out at Quidoba later on today? <laughs> Would you tell them about us so that they can get plugged in to the content that we're creating and help us grow our reach amongst the youth ministry community as we take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith for the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. So friends, enjoy this episode and thanks for tuning in. So in, in the article, you also talked about another pivot that has taken place is mosaic thinking versus linear thinking. So can, can you kind of unpack that for us a little bit? Yeah, this, this has actually been on radar for some people for 30 years. You specialties way back. We did a seminar on this, gosh, 30 years ago, probably. Um, because uh, throughout history, uh, we were taught in, in the Western world to go, here's how you learn. You learn this, your ABCs, and then you put the ABCs together and make words. And then you and in other words, you move from one body of information and then you get that master and you go to another body of information sure. and linear. It's kind of yeah. like going on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but mosaic thinking and it's really coming out of uh, the visual and the Internet and, and digital media so much sure. is we've had so much stuff coming at us. And the way the brain grabs it until you're about 11 or 12 years old is it grabs it in these bits of data and sticks it like in little balloons in your head all over sure. the place. Sure. Then in junior high, what happens is, is you get too many balloons in your head and you can't mm. put them all. What happens is you start popping them. And, and you actually, it's called use it or lose it. That's Dr. Daniel Siegel. Look him up. If you want to do the brain stuff, Marco's done some good work on this. Yeah. And uh, you got to, you got to lose the stuff you don't think you're going to use. But you still, there's so much stuff in an internet, you're constantly going in your avatars. You, you don't actually learn how to reflect and, and put together different concepts. Hmm. So like polarization in America, I don't know when you're going to have this, but like the election is ramping up like crazy. Yeah. And all the hatred and all the crud that everybody's saying about each other. Um, it's You can't actually get down to, to a real conversation about anything that's meaningful. You're right. So and that's true in interpersonal lives and social media and friendships and, and youth ministry and the church and everything. Yeah. So what does that mean is, is when we can't really put together where I really listen to you and that, mm. or that's thought that really challenges this bubble. Yeah. And so how do I, that's reflective thinking. And that's mosaic, right. mosaic thinking is I just think about whatever fits the group that I'm in right now. Mm. Maybe blessed but I can't actually take the time and the effort. And I don't know how to put those thoughts together. That used to happen 20 years ago or so in high school and young college age. Now it barely happens in your twenties and you're doing the same thing in your twenties now. So it's so hard to be a, 
to be a careful, thoughtful, integrated, reflective thinker. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what that's, that's pretty heavy stuff, but that's, that's, pretty important. that's really interesting because here I am thinking here's young Jesus as a teenager debating with the rabbis in the temple courts, asking questions and be able to discuss and stay with something for quite some time because of, well, probably because of just how present people were because of possibly less distractions and more face-to-face interaction. And here we are in a world where our brains are thinking differently because of the many things that pop up on a screen and we can't, you know, what's TikTok, you know, usually less than 10 seconds or something like that. And so kids are thinking in less than 10 second increments all the time. And so to be able to stay with a hard, long conversation that would open up or bring up something real and authentic is, is probably something, I mean, would you say that it's something that they maybe don't even really know how to do, or is it? Right. right. Their brains aren't wired that way anymore. Wow. And the brain, brain is very plastic. I mean, according to your context and it, and it learns how to adapt to everybody else's way of thinking and living. Uh, I, and since you brought up Jesus in the temple, okay. The professor and me has got to go, eh, okay, perfect. But I still, that's probably more unique to Jesus at 12 sure. than a normal 12 year old boy in sure. first century Palestine sure. who would still be goofy as all get out. And because the brain, what we do know is the way the brain develops childhood all the way until about 14 has not changed. Hmm. Uh, really? Because you're, yeah, you're still just taking in data and you got all that, but the amount of data, that's the key. There's ah. way less way more communal and so but a 12 year old couldn't reflect and integrate but they were around people that did that's the oh difference. there you go that's good that's really good and so wow they weren't able oh. to be jesus let's just yeah that for, one. Sure, for sure for sure fair enough fair yeah. enough Dr. clark fair enough <laughs> and so <laughs> pretty fun thinking about that because mm-hmm. they were they were sitting in the room with people and listening and absorbing it yeah. but they couldn't actually engage probably until more mm-hmm. 14 or 15 yeah, which is interesting because that's about the time that, you know, the Jewish uh, educational system, they would um, move on to what was called Bet Midrash, which was house of learning, which is more discussion and oral interpretation and those types of things where they were able to ask more questions and those types of things. So, um, but as you were ta- yeah. Yeah. yeah, but as you were talking, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, in light of Torah study in the first century, it was always under the tutelage of a teacher, right? And so here we are in the 21st century where a kid has their phone and no adult is able to help them process through what they're watching, right? And so therefore, like, there's this mosaic thinking going all the time, all these little bubbles, but they don't know how to fully process it because they've not been able to to dialogue with it uh, about an adult, right? Like I was just reading a book to my daughter and she's like, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? You know, and and because she needs me to help her understand what those things are, just as a growing tween or young teens mind needs um, from adults as well. And so then in light of that, in light of the reality that we're not leaving this world of online social media, that kind of thing, how can we then as youth leaders help um, a teen steeped in mosaic thinking um, when it comes to communication with them? Um, We have, we still, we still communicate in a linear style, especially in the evangelical world, and who's that's probably most of your audience. Um, we still communicate like they communicate the gospel in the 30s and 40s. Mm. 
almost 100 years ago when the tent revivals, that was the precursor to youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got somebody up there talking for a long time, being a convincing orator, uh, and very logical, very linear, mm-hmm. very you do this, you know, um, yep. as we'll get in next time, transactional. Sure. Uh, and so we do that same thing. Go to a youth conference and listen to the people speak. Re- yeah. Read the books for kids. And I listen to the tapes and stuff. And it's like, no, wait a minute. You just stand up and give a talk. Mm. You just, you just continue to do what everybody else does. You just pour stuff at them and then say, respond. Mm. What they do, they respond to me, not to the information. Apologetics cannot be. Now, I don't know if you've done much work with apologetics, but apologetics is so steeped in linear thinking Mm -hmm. and, discourse over ideas, whereas the gospel is so much mm. bigger, broader, more, more impactful than that. We need to invite them into the tent of ideas where God's at the center, mm. the draws them. Like that's the campfire is Jesus sitting there. Yeah. Get to, that's the first century stuff. Yeah. And we get to get around. What do we do? We present an idea and then we have enough relationships with them where we invite them to discuss what that idea means when they go to school tomorrow. Wow. What's it like to hate somebody hmm. when Jesus says, love your enemy? Oh my, yeah. what does that mean? Let's use an example. What do you, and kids sure. begin to bring up that stuff. The yeah. incongruities of life. Yeah. We do way too much just hammering on that. Yes, stuff. I know. I, I totally agree with you. And I, I, that's I, this is exactly the conversations I've been having with others is that we need to try to innovate and try something new and focus more on small groups and discussion with teenagers and talking things through than just talking at them where they don't have a, an adult to process that information with. And so this is really fascinating. What, what I hear you saying is that if we want to help a kid steeped in mosaic thinking, we've got to get off of the platform and get around them around the table and have a discussion about the gospel, not just tell them to the gospel, tell them the gospel and expect them to respond, but bring them into how do I live the gospel? What is the gospel? Am I living the gospel? That's because it's really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is a Jewish way of thinking as well, because, you know, to know God is to experience him. It's not just to know facts about him. It's not to, a, I feel like in the American church, you're getting me on my soapbox here, Dr. Clark. I feel like in the American church, we just want kids. We want, we want kids to agree with us. We just, we feel good when we can say, oh, they believe that theological statement about God. They believe that thing in our doctrine. Oh, good, 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 good. And it's like, wait a second. Like, what do they know about God? Like they know a a list of things that we've said about him, but what do they know about him and experience about his life in him? Right. And so this is such a, a great conversation. And I feel like I have so many more things that I want to talk about and that will leave us uh, a great spot to, to, to cut here and then join back in, in the conversation for next week, as we continue to talk about cultural pivot and continue to have these important conversations. So Dr. Clark, thanks for a great discussion this uh, week and um, friends again, uh, if you want to check out Dr. Clark's work, how can they connect with you? Um, Hurt 2.0 is probably the still the, and in Sticky Faith with Kara that I wrote. Sure. Uh, and uh, website, tapcar.com. I mean, I could. I wish I thought of a snappier name. Sure. <laughs> but that, that would be me. So tapcar.com. And this article, uh, you know, once it's published, I, you can put it on your website if you want. Or oh, I, sure. I'll have it on 
and I'll connect with you. I would love that. Go to my website. That sounds great. Parent team. What is it? What is it called? Parent Parent team. One word's one word. Mm -hmm. With T. Okay. And, uh, oh. We're slowly ramping that up, but this is great. You're you're great. Thank you so much, Heather. Yeah, thanks. Talking. Yeah, we look forward to a conversation next week. So, thanks, friends, for joining us. Don't forget to check out that Israel trip, and uh, definitely let us know if you're interested in going. So, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Dr. Clark, again for a great conversation, and thanks for tuning into this episode of First Entry Ministry Podcast.